0: Hi there, this is Jacob Gelzo, student at Metropolitan State University. I'm recording for Dr. Block's class, EDU 415. And this is, today I'm going to be talking about Chapter 9, Module 9, which is maintaining appropriate student behavior. Uh, So the first thing I wanted to begin with is how much I liked the monitoring student behavior section. Um, Just from my experience at uh, Anne Sullivan uh, Middle School is that um, I really like the, the part where it talks about, um, you know, students who don't, uh, or teachers who don't monitor the students effectively um, is where they really start to run into some of those classroom issues. So um, <clears throat> in the texts, it talks about um, refraining from trying to have your back turned uh, to the classroom or a portion of the classroom, um, which I think is super important to, you know, remember and to keep in mind when you're doing activities or lecturing or grading, you know, whatever that may be. And also to not spend too much time at your desk and be able to kind of buzz around the classroom monitoring student progress. I found that that was really a key point that I wanted to, um, connect with just because I've seen um, teachers not do it effectively and that it's really easy for students to get off task um, when uh, when they're not monitoring correctly so um, the second thing uh, I wanted to talk about was the consistency so I have I'm, one of my fears is that I'm not going to be very consistent as a teacher when it comes to um, maybe tardiness or you know different in, different types of inappropriate behaviors that um, could be almost like circumstantial if that makes sense so you know if, if a student was having kind of a, a bit of a loud outburst or, or was maybe not particularly like, on task during maybe like a group activity would be, I don't know, maybe in my opinion, um, different than during like a individual group time or quiet work time. Um, And so I guess maybe I just wanted to pose the question to you, Dr. Block in that um, when there is that under undesirable inconsistency, um, what have you done? Uh, that has worked effectively for you so in the book it talks about reteaching the procedure or modifying the procedure or abandoning the, or abandoning the procedure as a whole um, have you done any of these um, i've seen and experienced kind of the reteaching of procedures and expectations and um the, and then I feel like you always have to go back to that kind of that reteaching if you don't, if you aren't consistent from thereafter. So I think it also takes some diligence from, you know, the teacher and the individual to have that reflection and, and say to themselves like, hey, am I, am I being consistent with how I'm monitoring, but also implementing and um, carrying out these procedures? Um, what else? Oh, incentives! Yes, incentives. I wanted to really talk about incentives. So um, it talks about incentives in the text here, and I kind of just wanted to get your opinion on uh, classroom incentives. So in my experience, uh, or I guess I should say, reflecting on my secondary experience, I had a lot of um, like tangible incentives in the begin in like sixth and seventh grade, especially in sixth grade. Um, I mean, I vividly remember my social studies teacher, Mr. Matheson in sixth grade giving out like different certificates and it would like the text talked about, um, having the, the certificates be for different things. So some of them were for, you know, outstanding achievement on an exam. Other times, uh, it was for like respect, uh, organization, um, most improved, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and so uh, I guess what I'm asking to you is that um, he spent all those time, all that time, like make, you know, getting those certificates made up and printed them out with all of our names and stuff like that. Um, and I felt like it was worth it receiving it as a student. Um, I guess I'm just curious more than anything that how much time do you think that would take? To do for, you know, 150 or 200 students, or or more, um, and I guess uh, do from your experience, do students still enjoy that? Do they find fulfillment in that, or maybe not fulfillment, but um, do they feel? Uh, uh, is that an effective like form of positive praise or reinforcement for their um, for their work? Um, also, it talks about how, like, not using, uh, oh, activities as rewards. So I've, I've witnessed the the whole um, Kahoot thing used as a group activity for an incentive for um, following, um, you know, expectations, procedures, uh, respectfulness, mindfulness, etc. Um, and I guess what I wanted to know is that um, can I sometimes I feel like Kahoot can be overused. I'm not sure what your opinion on it, that is, but um, I know that it can be used in a variety of different ways, especially with, you know, vocabulary and definitions and some maybe like more basic uh, conceptual ideas, but um, are we using are our teachers overusing the Kahoot strategy? And are there other ways that, and other group activities that we can get students excited about? It's kind of maybe one of the larger questions that I may have. Um, Material incentives. Uh, I I think that I like material incentives. I always liked them. um, And I thought it was extremely curious that the book here talked about kind of trying to deviate away from those because it can take away from some of the general, um, inquiry or excitement from the, uh, content itself, which I totally understand. Um, so I guess what I'm asking is, or what I'm thinking more about here is, uh, it says to kind of deviate away away from like candy and unhealthy snacks like that. Um, but I guess I, I would like to use candy just because um, there aren't like necessarily a lot of allergies um, associated with that. But also, uh, it's, it's quick, it's easy. I know that it's not the healthiest option, but it's also something that students may look forward to. I don't uh, think that this would be something that I would want to use like on a consistent basis. But also, uh, mints. I don't know what your take on mints are whether it's peppermint spearmint what have you um i think that might be a or uh, or potentially like a lollipop or something like that um just to along with like positive verbal reinforcement i think that that would be a kind of a nice or fun thing um for students to to have or potentially look forward to depending on the situation i don't think that that would be the be all end all for everything you know any and everything but might be a nice alternative to have uh, within the classroom space, um, I'm not sure where else I wanted to go. Oh, uh, the school-wide positive behavior support. Um, so I guess I'm not really sure what that is or what that potentially looks like. So. My understanding was that it was talking about the um, the multiple tier strategy approaches, and is, so is that related to? Um, the, so this is you know related specifically towards behavioral uh, uh, prevention, intervention, and then so the the uh, the tiered. Um, from my understanding, is that it's kind of the multiple multiple levels of like seriousness or infraction or repeated offense. Am I understanding that correctly? Um, and if I'm not, I would love to just have like a quick link or something like that to, you know, help me get me, me, uh, myself back on track. <coughs> um, I guess I kind of my larger question is what is, you know, an S W, P B S or yeah, the S W P B S plan. Um, and if a school has it, um, what does it look like? I, I'm not really familiar with what that is, and if that is that a, is that something just kind of like large, like over hanging, like like we don't believe in suspension, or is it something more? Is it or is it something different? Like is it? i because I've heard about like St. Paul Johnson and like the restorative practice approach, but is is that an SWBPS or not? Um. That was just kind of the last uh, major question that I wanted to bring up, and then uh, kind of a talking point I would probably want to bring up would be the SWBPS. Just to ask other um, teachers that are in the master program or undergrads that are in schools who are uh, associated with or familiar with the SWBP, and uh, I probably pose the question about something along the lines of. Um, Does your school have one? Uh, What does it look like? Uh, And then what does it look like to you and your classroom? And how is it implemented by you, yourself or the teacher that you're observing or, you know, working co-teaching with? Uh, And that's all I've got. Thanks so much for your time.